mindset. It's how we see life, people, events, and in some cases, it can even dictate how people see you. The High Frequency Mindset Podcast will help you raise your consciousness and see things in a new light and create new pathways to living better. Host Sally Wagner is a coach and entrepreneur, and she has some answers for you, as well as some soul-searching questions for her guests that will definitely raise your vibe. Here's Sally. Hi, everybody. It's Sally Wagner. Welcome to High Frequency Mindset Podcast. And today, I'm very pleased to welcome our guest, money coach, Olivia. Olivia, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes, fabulous entrance. (laughs) Energetic. (laughs) I'm going to introduce you to our audience, and then we'll have a bit of a conversation. So here's a bit about Money Coach Olivia. As a fully certified financial recovery counselor, Money Coach Olivia created Land in the Net Financial Wellness Coaching as a non-judgmental, safe, and playful haven to foster healthier relationships with money. She's here to help transform any stress or fog about money into financial confidence. This is not just about numbers on a spreadsheet, although she'll address those practical matters with you too. As the daughter of two dancers, she has always worked and played with embodiment, whether dancing on stage, flying on the trampeze, or helping clients really feel in their bodies the abundance around them. With her years of practice in prioritizing fun and adventure, she helps people inject that into their loves and lives. She teaches clients to match up. And uh, Olivia, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. Absolutely. And I, I absolutely love your approach to all this because so many times when it comes to finances and money, you know, it's, uh, we're, we're dragged down into those lower frequencies of emotion and trauma and who knows what else we have around money issues, right? And yeah. yet to inject the fun and the adventure into it. That's what it's all about. Yes. And then carrying that energy. I know that you believe, you know, that raises that vibration and then that's what you're bringing to money. And then yeah. just makes the entire process so much easier. I can't tell you how many people have come to me as clients with that, what you were just talking about, that um heavy, frustrated feeling about money, having gone to financial advisors who just gave them such dismal projections mm-hmm. of their future, either saying, well, if you save $3,000 a month, you'll be fine. Yeah. Or, you know, just marry rich. Actually, yeah, someone yeah. did tell me that when I was a flying no, trapeze no. artist, just yeah, marry yeah. rich. And I, went, yeah. I think there might be some other options. So yes, I really see the value in bringing that fun, spirit, just raising that energy when you're talking about money. Absolutely. And I love the the name of your business. Um, And it certainly encapsulates a lot of your journey and how you got here. Would you share a little bit about that with us? Absolutely. Yes. So land in the net money coaching. Uh, Obviously, there's so many The pandemic has shown us how crucial this safety net is. Uh, And then also there's the landing in the gross net because I work with so many business owners. And so we're talking about profit and gross and where how much their business can pay them. What are they actually landing in at the end of the day when they're running their business? Yeah. 
and it all came from i really was a flying trapeze artist for ringling brothers barnum and bailey circus i lived on the train uh and people do always one of the first things they ask me if they don't know about circus but you used a net right so yes the big flying trapeze (laughs) they always use the net um and it just was such a fun way to I to show what I really believe, which is that we can honor all aspects of ourselves when we're dealing with our money. Yeah. So a lot of people either left the corporate world to become a money coach, and they well, you know, I'm, I'm leaving that behind. But it's a valuable part of who you were. Yes. And so people, any people who crochet, people who love their cats, how do we create their money picture that raises that energy as well? So I love that it brings together my trapeze history uh, and then also has those cute little plays with words that I love. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the multiple meanings there because it's it goes back to the sense of fun and adventure and everything that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned, you know, somebody who's crocheting and somebody who's taking care of their cats. And it could also be people who are starting their own businesses. Anybody. What would be a first step that somebody could take to really begin to take that approach to money and finances? Mm -hmm. It really begins with clarity. And when I work with clients, I often have very long term relationships with clients where after a few years, then we're checking in when they want to buy a car or every four months, something like that. But the root, the foundation of the work is really getting completely clear on where your money is going and also where you want it to go. So we're holding the space for both of those at the same time of what's the different distance between where the money's going now and where you want it to go. Because Mm -hmm. it's surprising, actually, how few people know how much they either do spend in a month or a year or how much they want to spend in a month or a year. There's this, oh, I want to make a million dollars. I want to be a millionaire. Great. What would you spend it on? Yeah. You know, is that actually how much you need? So we get that clarity both on what, how you want to design your life and how it has been going so that you can see how we draw that roadmap to get there. Yeah. Love it. So we hear a lot about mindset and abundance and manifestation and all that kind of stuff. But what role do you see that playing in this whole um, segment of life around finances and money? Yeah, it's a huge part of it. And and most clients that come to me really have had years of beating themselves up for not feeling like a grown up around money or for even if they feel like, okay, they're starting to get a handle on their finances, they're still judging themselves on decisions they made 10, 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. I should have saved more. I got that windfall. If only I had invested it. And so for me, that mindset is to love and accept that part of you that made those decisions. And the, the most important part of that mindset work becomes with most clients developing trust in themselves, mm-hmm. because if they trust, you know, no matter what comes my way, I trust myself to handle it. They're approaching their money in such a different way. And so just having that accountability partner in a coach or some clients, they end up working with a friend or someone that, you know, they're a great partnership match. Having that accountability 
helps you stay on track with the trust as much as on track with the tracking. Both are important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I do a lot of work and coaching with mindset. And I think it's so easy for us to deceive ourselves into thinking that we're coming from a place of abundance when it, actually we're coming from a place of scarcity. And and how how would you how would you guide someone to identify that and move beyond it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love that you bring up just that scarcity because it's so easy to miss it in money. Mm -hmm. It it seems so natural to say, Oh, there's something happened with my car. Oh, I have to do this payment. And that already is coming from a scarcity mindset. Yes, it might be a leap to suggest we go, yay, (laughs) there's this purchase I get to make. So I have this car that I'm grateful for that is enabling so many things to be possible in my life. Um, But then even in the tiniest fragments, if you're at the grocery store and you go, oh, you know, I really would love the organic, but you, you feel your chest tighten. Mm -hmm. of, oh, but I shouldn't, or I really want both those flavors of seltzer or Coke or whatever it is, but you you have that Titan. And it's those tiny moments that I guide clients to really breathe through and go, ah, I'm recognizing this. And then just to make it a science experiment. I I went to this fancy science and math high school and studied so much science and it gave me this sense of the lab. And so I try to create that for clients of try this choice today, this month. We can always go back to you having 17 different accounts. You can always go back there, I promise. But let's see what it feels like. Let's try it out. And so that's the scarcity piece is really one of the things we highlight a lot in that lab feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's really important because, um you know, mindset, how we approach things really can determine the results that we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about these feelings that people may have around money that it's, you know, it's bad to want money. It's bad to, you know, as if it's a character flaw to want those kinds of things. Cause I think a lot of people who have that. Absolutely. And I, I recently have started Olivia's money show because I couldn't hide my trapeze self for long in money coaching. So we've already had some handstands and some comedy work on the show. And I've been working on a script exactly about this. Of There really are a couple generations that really either just don't want to think about money or really feel bad wanting it. And as I'm, it's been difficult. I keep thinking, oh, that'll be the second episode. That'll be the third. But there's so many elements playing in historically and systemically how the government is working in, how people's relationships to corporations has changed. It really used to be, if you work hard and you buy a house, you're going to be fine by the time you're 60. Uh, You're going to have this pension. You're going to have these benefits. And it's just not the case anymore. And so I think that for a lot of Americans, at least, that hasn't shifted of having a new way to think about money really as a very neutral tool that you can choose. Are you going to invest it, vote with your dollars in the way that you want? Or are you going to say, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to think about where it's going. I don't care where it goes. And it just makes me feel bad. 
So that plays exactly into what you're talking about, that energy piece of how can you resolve that within yourself. But for people who feel that way, I, I want to make clear they're very not alone. It really is that whole generation around baby boomers of this feeling. It, for me, when I was studying political science at Vassar College, it was this feeling of, oh, everything that has happened in history has been because people were greedy. And it just, I wrote it off completely. Great. So I will never make a choice based on money. Mm -hmm. And that took a long time to undo. So you're not alone if that's where you're starting from. And, and there are ways to dance through that. Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's really important to address that for people, right? Because right. that from, from so many different sources, it can be, you know, society, culture, education, perhaps religious upbringing, you know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, you know, vows of yes. poverty, chastity and obedience, all of that history of thinking that uh, m money and financial wealth are bad things in and of yeah. themselves. Yeah, exactly. And yet at the same time, we have this in your face consumerism and materialism you know, and yeah. how do you prove your identity and your worth? Yeah. Exactly. So many conflicting messages all around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's really a, to go back to, a, you know, a circus analogy It's really a tightrope that people are walking sometimes between <laughs> those competing messages. Yes. And, and, and below you are the tigers. Yeah, there you go. And maybe no net, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it there is a lot involved there. It's not just a matter of, hey, help me get a handle on my finances, right? You're, you're digging into those root causes. Yes. Yeah. And, and many clients come to me in the beginning and say, just give me a budget. Tell me how much to spend and send, I'll, I'll stick to it. Yeah. Number one, they don't. <laughs> because if you don't change those root causes, just like you're saying, then that's not going to shift. But one of the biggest phases that clients usually go through is this feeling of, oh, I was able to feel good spending money and mm -hmm. to shift that idea of, oh, spending in and of itself isn't bad. Yeah. And, and they're getting more conscious of how to direct the money in ways that feel good for them, that bring more light into their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I hit on a really important point. Somebody comes in just for the surface level, you know, just give me a budget. It's like somebody going, just give me a diet. Tell me what to do yes. and, and how many people actually follow it, right? Right, yeah. Uh, until mm -hmm. we get to those, those causes, uh, when we're still at the symptom level, it's, it's not going to be resolved. Yeah, and at the same time, there are uh, countless, I'm sure someone could count them, so many books that talk about both the practical and the mindset part of money. Yeah. But, and you could read hundreds of them, but if you're not sitting down and doing the exercises, mm -hmm. things don't shift in the same way. You go, oh yeah, I know I should do it that way. Or I should know, I know I should think about it this way. But having a path set out for you of saying, follow these steps, the yellow brick road will take you somewhere. I don't know where it will take clients. I don't know which clients are going to end up really getting excited about real estate and investing. I don't know which clients are going to say, actually, there's this teaching job that pays more, but 
when we talk through it, they realize I don't want to work in that environment. I actually like this environment. So they then have clarity of why they're doing what they're doing as opposed to feeling like, oh, I should have taken that job. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and the clarity is so important because if we don't know why we're going on a particular path, it's really hard to stay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. There's so many other considerations to the decisions we make. It's not all about money. Uh, and I think it, when you develop that fabulous, healthy relationship with money, then you free yourself up to make those kinds of choices. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not awful to uh, Barbara Hewson. So she's written a lot of books about mm-hmm. money mindset. And I worked with her privately. And one day she said, you know, because I was talking about a, a real estate investment for my to live near my stepchild. And she said, not every purchase and investment has to be has to make sense dollar wise. Sometimes right. you do things from your heart. And yeah. so if you're clear on that, that you're moving from your heart, then I I don't sit back 10 years later going, oh, I should have, would have, could have. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I, mean, I, I work with a lot of real estate agents and, you know, I'm, I talk with them a lot about, oh, we got multiple offers and this and this and this. And, you know, I remind them. Uh, as they can uh, counsel with the sellers, it's not all about price. There are other terms in the contract mm-hmm. besides price. So it doesn't always come down to that, right? There are yeah. other considerations. Yeah, I love that example because my father has a real estate company in Brooklyn. And so I just grew up hearing about these tales and hearing about families that are so excited about the family that's going to move in. Mm-hmm. Families that loved the dog that came yeah. to visit and said, yes, this that's what I built this yard for was this perfect dog. Right. Um, <laughs> and, but I do. You just reminded me in terms of real estate people with fluctuating income because you and I have been talking about how important clarity is. And sometimes that's so difficult for real estate agents of not knowing when the next commission is coming or saying, well, I know this is coming. It's going to the closing is going to be in the next 60 days, but I have bills right now. Yeah. And so for those people and other artists, freelancers, I want to say there are ways to create a system that where you really feel clarity over a number of months rather than looking at what's coming in and out this week. Yeah. 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 I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, there's a path, there's a system in place. And when you're following your system, then it's, it's easier to stay focused on where you're going and get rid of some of that worry about, Oh my gosh, you know, when's the next closing? When's the next, um, artist engagement, whatever it may be, right? Yeah, which is exactly the mindset piece that you're talking about, because once you're in that mode of panic, then you might be closing yourself off to opportunities or being able to see opportunities. Right. Or you may be chasing things that are not really opportunities. Yes, (laughs) Yes, because they feel like easy, you know, that you have that frantic energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's that shiny object syndrome, you know, oh my gosh, I have to do this because yeah. And it goes back to that scarcity mindset. Yeah. Which I, I love that because I've been working a lot recently. It's been coming up with people how the scarcity mindset relates to busy work and that feeling of there's some who some people who've had years of of tracking their purchases on spreadsheets 
and you know they spend a lot of time doing it but how it's not really giving them information that's helpful to them but they feel like i'm doing a lot i'm doing these these mm -hmm. points and then we get to step back and say how much light is this actually shining on your life how much information are you getting from it how many decisions can you make from looking at this information yeah and what's the most sort of easily rolling down the hill in bliss way to approach this and i just have to point out i do have these allergies and so that's why i keep doing my little sniffles of course i'm self-conscious about it yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah no problem yeah I, I think that's true i mean we do uh when we have that lack of clarity and and all the other things we've talked about you know, we, we tend to engage in the busy work, the, the 80%, right? Rather than focusing on the 20%, that's really going to give us the results that we want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And where I, I always talk about where we put our time, energy, and money, because they're so related. Yeah. And, and often with money, we're buying ourselves time or we're buying ourselves energy, but also it, it so interrelated all the, the little spirals of time energy and money but you you can I believe you can't really look at your money without thinking about the energy and time that you have week to week month to month year to year absolutely yeah and uh, you know if you think energetically as you were saying earlier money is the manifestation of that energy yeah and so what's the energy that we're manifesting in what we perceive as the physical world and what does that mean about where our focus is and where our clarity mm -hmm. is? And what do we do when the physical world is not matching up what we would like to see? Exactly. Uh, yeah. How do we hold that vision of what we want it to be without going back into shame and guilt for what yeah. we're seeing yeah. right now? Yeah. yeah. What would be a technique that you would suggest to someone to do that? It really helps when you, I mean, after a few months of working with me, we're working at the annual plan and we're working at this level where I'm not saying this is strict diet for the year and this is how it is laid out. It's really looking at all the pieces of your life. When are you going to need a break in the year? Mm -hmm. And so by seeing so much on the canvas and having this one big painting, you you start to see how much change is possible how much opportunity is possible and we also have a tool where we create um a whole other spending plan an income plan for the life you want mm -hmm. and so i have a retreat owner and uh or she runs retreats and she's always barely breaking even. You know, she makes a little bit to pay her. She loves the retreats, but she wants enough to be able to go on her own retreat where she's not teaching people. And so we have a whole spending plan on her spa weekends, um, on how much she brings in as rental income while she is away. And so that's not where, those aren't the funnels for her money right now, but we create that whole picture. So we say, oh great, now we can say this is the dollar amount that you need your retreats to net in order to go towards that life that you want yeah mm -hmm. that, that makes great sense because you got to mm -hmm. know what your target is in order to know what steps are going to get you there exactly yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i have a couple more questions for you first question is and here's the setup in my coaching i use an acronym msg and that stands for mindset skill set get off your asset 
I think it really, it, it goes back to what you were saying. You know, you, you have to actually do things. You have to get into action and, and put things out there. You, you know, you can't just read about it, right? Yep. So as you look over your, your journey and your career and how you work with people, what is an overarching principle that you would identify that you believe has contributed to your success? Hmm. What first comes to mind is not so concrete, except that it is completely concrete of this idea that life is getting better every day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and just when I really see clients make a shift from just tracking their money and seeing where it's going to empowered decisions about where their money is going is hope. And that hope growing really is that turning point for them. And I love that acronym MSG also because I love Chinese food. But <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting, <clears throat> pardon me, with, uh, with money coaching, I, I might maybe we do, do GSM because of course the mindset is always there as part of it. Yeah. But in terms of the getting off your assets, um, the just getting numbers in one clear place to see is so clarifying. I know I keep saying clarifying, but I wear contacts, so it's very important to me when things are clear. Uh, and that is in, an, in, of, in and of itself developing that skill set of that habit and the routines that are going to help you be able to really hold a mindset change. Yeah. But yes, those, that's, those are the linchpins. Absolutely. Fabulous. So I think this topic is especially timely for so many of us because there are a lot of things going on in the world that we hear about in the news that make people a little bit anxious, let's say, about finances right now. And so I, I'm so happy that you are here today. How can people get in touch with you? You can visit my website, www.landinthenet.com. Uh, I am on Instagram, also Land in the Net, and then I have the Facebook on Land in the Net. Have I said Land in the Net enough? <laughs> and uh, uh, yes, as I said, I've also started Olivia's Money Show, where it's super fun. I've gotten a lot of uh, feedback both that people are laughing and that they're actually taking away what feel like fresh perspectives. And so that's on YouTube or you can find it on Facebook as well. At nice. Nice. Uh, and yep, that's the answer. Fabulous. So everybody, if you didn't write all that down, make sure you check the show notes because all of the information will be there. And I absolutely encourage you to reach out to Olivia, get more information, watch her show on YouTube. It sounds amazing. And thank you again for being here. Yes, it has been a pleasure. And I love anything that I can do to help open the conversation about money because it has been such a taboo topic and it brings so much tightness that I am always my mission is to really bring transparency in our personal finances in our systemic finances on every level the more i think i believe that the more any of your listeners talk to a family member or friend about money 
truly that we are changing the fabric of how our society works. So thank you for having your platform and for working with people to really be intentional about how they want to create the world. Absolutely. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Make sure you tune in next time for High Frequency Mindset Podcasts.